It's the third week of Corona. Gonna get a wash, wash, wash right now. Gonna wash your goddamn hands. Everyone's gonna stay home. Get the guys like, oh, nah, oh, nah. Oh, this is a Tim's favorite part. Here it comes. Tim's waiting for it. He's feeling it. Here it comes. Welcome to week three of Staying at Home with the Think Different Podcast. That's right. It is episode 37. We are back for another week of Corona, but a special week this week because guess what? This is not the only time you're going to be hearing the Think Different Podcast. No, 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 no. Because guess what? On Thursday, we released our very first repair video with the IMAX. So we actually opened up an old school iMac, we took it apart, we put a hard drive together, and when I be we, I mean I, and yeah. I mean Tim was watching. <laughs> but I was there he for moral filmed support. it. He was there for moral support, but asking questions along the way because a lot of people would ask questions doing this. But we want you guys to check out on our YouTube channel at and remember to look it up. It's Think Different Podcast on YouTube. Check us out. You will see a our i mac repair video and we're going to try to do more videos throughout the week so we're going to try to do one at least once a week up there and we're even testing out how we can start doing live streaming right on youtube we usually record on wednesday evenings we want to try to start doing a live youtube show and see if there's any difference in quality and also just to get ourselves out there a little bit more and we think doing a live show might be helpful so please check us out again on our youtube channel we still have at versus app out there which is our most popular series with as apple music versus spotify and of course the apple maps versus ways which was our most popular video so far but let us now bring back in the man the legend the yankee himself ladies and gentlemen it is vacation tim Wow, no insult today. This is, ladies, this is gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, here is the long-time Met fan. It is Vacation Tim. No, no, not a Met fan. I'm a Yankee fan. And hello, everybody. It's a well, wh- good week. To, yeah, well, if you want to call it that, yeah, if you want to call it <laughs> being stuck in your home for three weeks uh, so far. So we're now, th- we, we're now the third weekend. You know, we have been sitting at our homes working here, and... I have to ask, Tim, since you've been home this week, what did you buy? Oh, yeah. Great question. So uh, last week, so we have this, uh, when we bought this house, they left a couple things um, like the entertainment center in the living room along with a TV inside the entertainment center. And it really just wasn't ever our style. Um, So we were looking to get rid of it and we were going to kind of wait till summer when we had more time to maybe sell it or smash it or, you know, do whatever with it. Um, Cause it's a really heavy piece, which is why they probably didn't take it when they moved out. Um, Cause it's like solid wood and it's just, but it's just more like not our style, more like towards an older generation of people who would like it. Um, so since we had time on our hands because of this coronavirus, we decided to post it on Facebook marketplace and I posted yeah. it at like 8 AM on a Thursday and I had 74 people, because I posted it for free, by the way, because as long as they came and picked it up and I had to do nothing about it, you know, they took it out of my house and, and got it, they could have it for free. 
you know, I'm sure it was probably worth a couple hundred dollars, maybe up to the four to five hundred dollar range. But I just didn't want to go to the hassle of negotiating with people, having them pick it up and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, hey, first come, first serve. Whoever can come pick it up. It's free. You just have to take it out of my house. So 74 people reached out to me that day. And that means 74 people came to your house at the same time. No, no. So <laughs> I had them more or less. There was one person that hit me up midday. He's like, I will come tonight if you, if you want. And uh, don't tell it to anybody else. I'll come directly tonight after work. I said, okay, sure. So I had to tell everybody, like, pending pickup, pending pickup. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And the guy told me he would be here at 9 o'clock at night, which is a little sketch that you're coming at 9 oh, o'clock late. at night. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so he was like, yeah, I'm coming at nine. It's nine o'clock turns around. He hadn't even left his house yet. I was like, oh man. I said, what time are you coming, man? Like it's starting to get late. He's like, dude, don't worry. I'll be there. Like, can you please just give this to me? He was being really like weird about it. And I was like, okay, fine. I said, you can have it. And, uh, whatever. Dude shows up at 11 o'clock at night on a Thursday. You know, I have work the next day, but I'm working from home, but I still have work the next day. So he shows up, he puts it in the back of a minivan. So let me kind of paint a picture for you. The entertainment center has two seven foot like stanchions on the right, like two on the right side. Then it has a giant TV stand in the middle. And then it has an overhang that connects the two uh, like stanchions. So, and he brought a minivan with two other people in it. So he had three people and only a minivan to carry this home. And I was like, dude, this is not going to fit. He's like, oh, it's going to fit. He took the two big seven foot stanchions out that, fit in the entire back of the minivan no seats available then he strapped the tv stand to his roof and then he put the overhang on top of the two stanchions and then the other man had to sit on the other dude's lap all the way home and whatever he got it he was gone by like 12 (laughs) o'clock and so now we were in the process of looking for a new tv stand we finally purchased one and it's arrived by the time you listen to this podcast it will have arrived um but yeah so we got a new TV stand. Wow. What a story. Good yeah. story this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to sell my Academy Buzz Pass because I'm not going to New York anytime soon. And, well, that didn't work out. I tried to sell for half off. It, you know, my tickets are $410 for a monthly pass. Oh, my God. I tried to sell for half that, $200. And nobody? Nobody wanted it. There's no one. And I, and I got to tell you, going down my normal routes that I normally go down and to see how less how many less cars there are going to New York is pretty crazy. It's it's incredibly light. Where I normally see massive parking lots and this was around five o'clock and I'm going out shopping for the grocery shopping and there's literally in this one parking lot probably about five, four cars and this is around five o'clock PM where normally it's filled with cars. Because everyone goes to New York from New Jersey, man, nothing. That's crazy. So, yep, it's really weird not seeing like heavy traffic on Route Nine in New Jersey. Right, it's, right. Just, it's just really weird. Yeah, it's it's kind of so, eerie too. Yeah, it is. It's very eerie. Probably not more eerie than the story you just told, but definitely eerie. <laughs> uh, but we are hoping that you 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 feel good. You gave something away to somebody, you know, for free. You it's you know you could mark it off as a charity give and. You know, now you bought yourself your own set that now somehow, some way you have to build. I know that's going to be the struggle here, but uh, I'm hoping that the instructions are nice and easy. I hope we bought you it from overstock.com. Oh, all right. I don't know okay. if you ever purchased right. anything from there. 
but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's terrific quality buying it from overstock.com. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our big stories today. We have a lot of news to talk about and then we have our big battle between iWork and Office. That is our main topic today, but let's get started with the main thing that we always talk about in the beginning. That's right, Tim. Just read all this. It is time for the news. The news. Breaking news. Apple just made Final Cut Pro free to users for 90 free? days. Free, free, free. For free, free, free. Free, 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 free. So, in suit, <laughs> following after Adobe and Affinity and other software platforms, they have extended their typical 30-day free trial to a free 90-day trial. Also, little tag, if you're already within the 30-day trial, they reset your clock so you can now use it for an additional 90 days, which is pretty cool. Um, so, you know, Apple's trying to allow people to use their video editing service, um, but really can't afford the $300 price tag that it starts at right now. So they are offering the free 90-day trial. You can go to the Apple website to click the free trial button. Yeah, I love this. And I'm a Final Cut Pro editor. I've been using Final Cut since Final Cut 3. Wow. So that's how far back I go. And that's when we had the, the big studio set where there were like six discs in the set. And not only are they doing Final Cut Pro 10, but they're doing Logic Pro 10 also for free. Uh, they just didn't have, they haven't pushed it as of this taping, but they're giving you Final Cut and Logic completely free for 90 days. And I think the idea is Apple just wants people to get their creativity out there. And if you have never, if you, this is the right time to do something new. This is why we're doing the live stream on our YouTube, just because it's the right time to try it. You know, what else are we doing? You know, I, I mean, honestly, do you feel like you're doing more work right now working at home or no? Uh, yes, only because my company offers a teledentistry platform. So obviously dentists are trying to figure out how they can make money. So they're inquiring about our platform on how they can uh, reach their patients. So I'm busy from nine to five every day. Yeah. Okay. Well then I just, my thought went completely out the window for that one. <laughs> but and for me, for Final Cut, I, I'm not editing any weddings right now. So I'm finding something else to edit and I wanted to focus more on our, that's why we're having that's why the iMac video came out. That's why the new video we're going to have next week is going to come out, which is going to be kind of tied into our topic that we're going to talk about today. So the idea is let's start creating a little bit more and learn a little bit more. And there's so many great videos out there to learn Final Cut Pro 10 and Logic Pro 10. And Logic is damn cool. And so is Final Cut. I don't yeah. care what anybody yeah. says. Yeah. Two iPhones and iPad used for NBC Today Show outside broadcast. NBC Today Show host Al Roker, Roker revealed on his social media that he uses two iPhones and an iPad as part of his remote broadcasting setup. So he uses one of the iPhone as a feedback so he can see uh, what videos are being demonstrated on the live stream or other sp uh, speakers that are being um, demonstrated so he can interact with them. Then he has the other iPhone 11 Pro filming him on his remote uh, outside his home. And then uh, he's using the iPad as his teleprompter. It's a pretty cool setup. He has some Sennheiser microphones set up and an iRig hardware to provide the audio. Um, and then he has this giant LED light panel so he can get some good lighting out in his in his yard or something like that. Pretty cool setup. Um, look up Al Roker on on, on uh, Twitter, you know, Instagram or anything. He's using this app called Live U, which uh, Will might be able to test to. I've never heard of it, but apparently 
You can have an integration where they can live stream um, you know, footage on a secure server if that server is within NBC. Um, so NBC pays for that service, and that's how they're able to kind of get these live streams and live feeds across all these different iPhones. Um, so definitely pretty neat. Uh, I could definitely see NBC using this elsewhere in the kind of remote news. Uh, they probably just haven't marketed it like Al Roker has, um, but pretty cool setup. Yeah, from what I read about the plan, it's basically all about broadcasters being able to remotely you know, do their uh, content, and that's the idea. And this is a, the kind of company that, you know, makes good money now because of this issue. You know, if anything, live you just sales just skyrocketed because now everyone has to do this. So absolutely, I think I think it's a really cool setup. And the reason why I chose that story is that you could anybody could do this. Yep. You know, anybody could do it. So again. Going back to creativity, if you want to be able to do something while you're stuck at home and you are not working right now, these are the kind of things you could do. Pull out your iPhone, record yourself. Hell, even the apps that I've recommended, uh, if you wanted to record, if you have an iPhone 10 or higher and you want to record uh, yourself, you can use a double take app. We talked about that a, lot, a couple weeks ago where you can film yourself on the three different cameras on the same phone. You know, yep. so absolutely, you have the opportunity right now to do some cool stuff. And I thought that was a really cool article, and the how, and there is a picture online on how he did the setup. Yeah, it looks pretty simple. Not a lot of wires. Have you used LiveView, Will, or no? Nah, it's not for me. It's 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 again, it's more of a broadcasting app. Okay. Uh, it, there would be a. It's got to be an expensive plan, I'm sure, to host it. So yeah. I I would tell you it's not going to be something that everyone needs at all. Right, right. So, I mean, it's definitely more for the networks to use. I know um, I've been watching ESPN all day, and a lot of them are working from home as well. And I know a couple of them have noted that they're using iPhones for their camera. Mm -hmm. But I, I do ima I do imagine they're probably using LiveView as that ability to broadcast as well. A lot, a lot um, of them are using Skype as well. Skype's becoming a very popular app right now because of the way it functions across how if one person speaks and you can easily switch to the other. So Skype's becoming that too. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I mean, all these video conferencing platforms got to be making a lot of money right now. Oh, yeah. All right, this is my favorite story of the week. Apple Store employees asked to take on tech support roles from home. So Apple has initiated a program where you can completely optional work from home as a retail employee, and you can offer any sales or tech support to customers remotely. Um, this will allow employees who uh, sign up for the program, and it's an optional program again, they will be compensated on top of their regular pay, and they will be given a 27-inch iMac and virtual training um, that will be held over the next couple of weeks. Um, so they started to pilot this program with a couple of stores when the initial uh, closing happened. And they said it went great. Um, and they're still doing the program now. So now they've decided to open it up to their entire um, employee network. Pretty cool stuff, man. I mean, if I was still a part of Apple, this would be something I would 100% jump oh, on. Absolutely. Um, and I, it's just, it seems so ideal. And it's like, maybe does this, you know, this opens up a can of worms, a lot of stuff. Like, does this open up to a possible transition of, you know, an Apple retail store employee can work half their shift from home and half their shift in the store? Like, how can they flex their hours to maybe get compensation differently or work from home more? You know, because like, you got, 
you know, from Will and I's perspective when we worked there, you know, there's a lot of people that worked there as part-time jobs because they had full-time jobs during the day or they had lives outside of the Apple store with their kids, you know, with family and stuff like that. And sometimes working in a retail environment, you lose that ability to do a lot of things with your family because you have to be at the store on the weekends during special times and stuff like that if you don't get requested for the day off. So, you know, can you take advantage of that option of being home with your kids and still being an Apple Store retail employee by doing something like this? I mean, it's definitely something really cool that, you know, outside its pandemic, they could something that they really can explore um, to expand their model. The first thing I thought of right away when I saw it, I was like, wow, remember, remember when, if you ever go pick up a car rental, they have a video person that is sometimes they have a video person that does all the work. Yep. Uh, that's what I'm kind of thinking of. Like, I'm thinking now, like, imagine they changed the genius bar where there are physical geniuses, but they're also over the phone geniuses or remote geniuses that can do the same kind of troubleshooting because we're always about letting the cl- uh, customer ride. Right. So if they do everything exactly the way we tell them to do it and we can see them physically doing it, what's the difference? Yeah, man. Oh, and and honestly, and, and the other, and not to put down Apple Care, but definitely Apple Care doesn't know as much as a genius does. I'm sorry. It, yeah. they, they, they have guides that they follow. It, that, that's exactly what they do. Geniuses have a more hands on approach, but also they have a lot more knowledge that they're trained in. And this could almost overshadow. Uh, Apple Care. I don't know how they're doing it to where are people just regular Apple Care, like acting like Apple Care, or are they a special type? That's the only thing I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're gonna be a tier one representative or not. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. Um, we probably yeah, should get that answer. We yet. probably should. We yeah. should probably ask around anybody that's made doing this. I'm like, are you a tier one, tier two? Are they treating you a little? Di- Is it done a little differently? Is there something on the Apple website that's gonna be changed? Uh, so I'm, I'm very curious to know, and not to mention now these people have to have a lot of patience because genius. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it, te- we try, it definitely changes it. It does. Because remember most people, when they come there, we always tell them, do you have a backup? Do you know your app ID and password? This is, they're going into this not without any of that knowledge. Yeah. And I, I remember from just my admin days, you know, there is a certain amount of comfort and uh, different way you speak to somebody when you're speaking on the phone versus in person. A person on the phone will rip your brains out because they can't physically see you and your emotions. So they will just let you have it over the phone because for them, it's as easy as hanging up and letting that anger out and stuff like that. Where in person, you're just never really going to get to that certain level unless you're pushed really far. Uh, but I think it's easier to yell at somebody over the phone versus yelling at someone in, this, in the public. So, you know, there's going to be that whole kind of difference where, you know, you're trying to serve somebody from at home service and, you know, frustration levels and, you know, different kind of ways of, of treating them and triaging different uh, problems stuff like that could be a lot different than you would triage in a store. Imagine someone with a video camera you wa- and someone's going up to you like, listen, you have to fix my goddamn iPhone. I can't make the world work without that. Also, my MacBook Pro is messed up. I didn't make an appointment for that, but you have to fix it now. Yeah. Almost like they're kind of, it's almost, it's almost like a promo is being cut in like professional wrestling. That's what it's like. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, listen, on March 28th, you better fix my iPhone or I'm sending you straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be cool. We're going to follow this uh, this 
story as closely as possible. And we're uh, I do want to note get that inside information about it because we're curious. Yes, uh, I do want to note that you won't work outside of your regular scheduled hours. So you know, if you had scheduled hours for those week from a nine to five, maybe the next day one to ten, maybe the next day uh, eight to four, something like that. You only work within those scheduled hours. You don't have to work outside those hours um, if you do want to participate in this optional uh, program. All right. Thank you so much, Tim, for that wonderful words. We are going to try to definitely follow up on this one because this one I'm, I'm very curious about. And maybe there'll be some stuff online we can read. But now it's time for the main event. That's right. It's WrestleMania week. So therefore, we have to have our own main event. It is the battle between Apple and Microsoft right now in the... Word processing, power, keynotes, PowerPoint presentations, Excel, numbers, everything. We are iWork versus Office. But how we're doing this is a little different because we actually both have a side to take on this. Oh, yeah. I am using, I for the last 12 years have been using iWork for everything. Just recently, because I started working at my new job a year ago, I started learning how to use Outlook, Word, Excel, PowerPoint. And you, Tim, apparently have been using Office your entire life. Yeah, yeah. I've never used iWork. Um, to me, it's more or less that I was taught Microsoft Office in school. That's what they had in school. So I grew up with that. You know, in college, you transition to it being free in college, Microsoft Office for free in college. So I, that's all I've been using. Yeah, I, I had to use Office because when I first became an Apple user in 2003, Apple Works was the program installed on there that we that they gave for free, but there was no way to really convert the file, and you definitely couldn't take an Apple Works file and send it to somebody else and work on it. Right. So it was almost impossible. So you had to get Office. And then when Apple started changing Apple Works around and they introduced Pages, Numbers, and Keynote as iWork, then they were selling iWork for a, like half the price of Office. iWork was $79 and Office was, I believe, 140 150 So it's half the price. Yep. And at the time, and you may not know this, when you bought the computer and the retail store, they would offer you iWork at a discount rate if you buy it that day. It was like $30 off. So really, it became like around like $49 mm-hmm. for the software until they started giving it for free. You know, So the, I took iWork because when I worked there, that was given to me for free. So of course, I'm going to use it. And I right. stuck with it. And the things I've made with my brochures, my resumes, everything... You know, you would look at that and say, well, that looks like a Word file. In fact, I'm going to tell you what, Tim. I'm going to send you a file, okay? So we're going to do this live on air. I'm going to send you a file right now that I made using it. I'm going to actually send you my resume. And to kind of dive into what what was doing that, Office is not cheap. Um, So as iWork is free with your um, iOS devices or your uh, Mac device and stuff like that, Office 365 can be expensive. So there is a $99 per year subscription that you can buy for. That's a family subscription. So you can have that to be up to six people. Now, if you just want one device, the Office 365 is $69, $99 a year. Um, and that only is allowed to be used on one device. 
Um, Office 365 is kind of their cloud platform. So you're able to share, you know, your Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, um, and, you know, access and publisher. And that can all be saved in their in their cloud. And, you know, you can access the files from anywhere. You can, you know, use the files offline and stuff like that. So that's $69.99 per year. You can, however, purchase the software as like a one-time purchase. And you wouldn't have access to that cloud-based um, server. And that would be $149, $149 a year, which is 150 bucks, you know, whatever. Um, so that's a year how expensive or one it time. Is. I mean, sorry, one-time payment of $150. Um, so that's how expensive Office is. And with that, you get Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and you only get that for one PC or Mac. Where I remember Wow, that's years a lot of ago, limitations there, buddy. Yeah, I remember years ago when you could buy the one package like for 150 bucks and you could do it up to six users. Yeah, but now they've yeah, now they've only limited it to one computer. It, it was it was three at the time when you got it. It depends on what edition you bought. And that's a student edition. The uh the pro edition or the regular edition came with the Outlook. That was the right, right, right. difference. Now you know, so that was the difference if you wanted Outlook to be in, in there, which is like a higher price. That was like a two hundred dollar that was like two fifty, three hundred dollar cost. And that one was like one device. It, it, their packages are all over the place. Yeah. They're all over the place. Now, I'm going to keep mine simple. Everything that he just said is free on <laughs> everything you have that's an Apple device. So Pages, Numbers, and Keynote comes completely free. It does everything that Office does. I do not care what anybody says. Now, there might be more complicated calculations in excel that yep. are better than numbers but for right away i will tell you numbers is so much more organized and they don't treat it as a continuous table it is yeah yeah that's right it, it is considered a chart everything's considered a chart which means you can have multiple tables inside of one numbers document and that's why i like it and even with keynote it keynote is a far superior you know, presentation platform. In fact, Apple, that's what they use on all of their keynotes. They call it a keynote. You right, know? Right. That's, they call it that. So the, what do you think? They're using keynote. In fact, it, it, I would have to say PowerPoints got so crazy with all the clip art and everything that they, everyone used to do. Yep. Apple, when they did their presentations, made it so simple that I think it changed how PowerPoint looked at, uh, people looked at PowerPoints. That it was just too much on the screen and too much little silliness to where Apple made it so clean. And that's what I think Keynote did. Now, also, there is that collaboration. In fact, if I was to have a... I'm going to actually do this right now. So if I have a pages file and I want Tim to collaborate with me, he can actually just uh, you know, start editing changes on it. So on his iPhone. So if I hit collaborate right now and I invite him in a message, which I have an option to copy the link, I can mail it to him, but I'm actually going to just send it to him right now. So Tim, you are going to uh, answer this. Do you have pages in your iPhone? I believe I deleted it, but okay. I get to see. Well, this is an example of a file that you can have and you collaborate. So now if you have pages in your phone, all the changes you start making, I'm going to see it live on the screen. And that doesn't require me to put it all to the cloud because you should be using iCloud already. You already have iCloud built in on your Mac. You know, why uh, yeah, do you yeah. why do you need OneDrive 
to do all that when you already have it built in there? You, this is a test. So I can, so since I don't have it downloaded, I can automatically just open it and view the document in iCloud Drive. Uh, and I could download it and stuff like that. Um, but I imagine, like Will is describing, if I did have the, the Pages app, I could definitely edit it. Mm -hmm. And I would see it live in front of me. In fact, my wife did that when she was uh, going through one of my documents. She was just, she's much better at reading things than I am and, and trying to figure little things out. And she was able to do that. So for me, there's no reason. And in fact, the next YouTube article that we're going to put up this week, the next Thursday, is going to be me showing you how to save pages files in PDF, in Word, how to send it to other people so that there's no excuse. And one of the things I will tell you Apple Store employees have to do is start showing iWork and showing them how to do something like I'm telling you to do. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's almost changing the conversation, right? I mean, to be honest, Microsoft Office is a standard, right? That's just like calling it like a, uh, a Band-Aid, a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid is a brand. But you're calling a Band-Aid a Band-Aid. You know, that, that's almost like how your Microsoft Office is like. Every time that you need a word processing software or, you know, do some spreadsheets or offer presentations, you're going to turn to Microsoft Office um, just because it's a recognized standard. Um, it's, it's across the board, can be used on any platform. Um, so there's a limitation. iWork cannot be used on a PC, Correct. Uh, you cannot send a pages file and open it inside of Word, Microsoft Office, no. But I can't download, like, there's no Apple iWork for PC. No. How, like, there is Microsoft Office for Mac. Right. And there's currently iOS applications, iPadOS cap applications. Now, they are different. There's not the full capability of what you can do on a desktop with Office, um, specifically in Word and Excel and PowerPoint um, that you can do on an iPad or an iOS. Um, so there is different capabilities and there's different things that lack. Um, but yeah, I mean, Microsoft Office is available across each platform. I want to give you something real simple. Word, can you use charts in Word? You can, but you have to use Excel right. as an extension. And that's annoying. Pages, that is super annoying. That is yeah. very annoying. And Pages has it built in. Right, right. Pages has a built-in where you can automatically put in the charts right there and you don't have to worry about data entry and updating the data. I get that. And it, and it looks, visually it looks a lot nicer than it does in Microsoft Word. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's the one part that Microsoft is very annoying about is the ability to their, make their charts in their Word. And that goes for Keynote as well. That That's just not a Pages thing. Yes, that's right. And, and one of the neat features of Keynote is you can have the presentation notes on your iPad and you can have Keynote running on your screen in full screen without having the presentation notes. I don't know That's if you right. knew that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that if you do want to add in charts to a Microsoft PowerPoint from your Excel spreadsheet, you just have to copy and then paste it onto the slide. But again, you know, it lacks that idea of the live changing of data. You know, you have to always go back and forth, change the data in Excel, copy and paste it, edit it all again, where mm -hmm. unfortunately, in, in Will's point, being able to edit and create that chart right in uh, Keynote is huge. That's the one thing that Microsoft Office lacks. Um, well, and I will tell you, Excel does have a lot more options than Numbers does. I will say that yes. as far as 
like auto sum features like that. That's not something in numbers, even though you could just highlight a row of numbers and then there's a sum feature on the bottom that you could drag in, but it doesn't make it as easy. And there's definitely more tools in there. So I would say if all the apps that, if I would say Apple has to work on one of them, that would be numbers uh, to work a little bit more with it. And like I said, it's easy. I say all these apps are easy to work on, but I do find that Apple just makes it easier. I don't know why. I just don't. And I have to. I have to ask you. Like I know you haven't used it, but I just don't understand. Like if you were given a free copy of iWork, and I asked you for two months to try use that over using Office. I mean, do you pay for Office right now? So funny. I was I was a college student. I had recently graduated. Microsoft Office is free when you're in college. Free, free, free. And then yeah, after that, it's not free, so you have to pay for it. Mm. Um, so now I actually just use, which is funny, I use Google. I use Google Sheets, Docs, and, and their presentation platform um, just because it can automatically be saved on my Google Drive. Um, so I really, you know, if you're, if you're really talking about it, Microsoft Office is first. And to me, my next second is Google and their, mm-hmm. and their platform. And then, you know, if eventually I had to go back down, I would use iWork. But so what to me, the number one platform right now is Google. Sure. Most people that I because uh, number one, it's free. It comes and it also saves automatic cloud. In fact, that's what we use for our documents before we go on air. We use Google Docs. Yep. You know, because you have Office, I have iWork, so there's a disconnect there. Now you could go on, uh, you could go on iCloud.com, and work on Word documents. By the way, so it's yeah, not like right, we're, right, right. we're not like we're out of like that. We couldn't do that, but we've been using Google Docs because we both can log in there at different times, and we're not relying on one person's account over the other. We're sharing one account, so you know th- that's why we do that. So for me, I mean, kind of proving the point that. We're kind of using Google for a lot of things now, and that I think that hurts Office a lot. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you know? but it's that the only thing that probably limits us from using Office is the paid part portion of it, right? Right. Right. I mean, that's that's the that's the, the bottom line of it. I'm not going to pay seventy dollars a year or one hundred forty nine dollars for one license, um, and I don't even get access to that drive where I could share my information with Will. Because I'm not paying for that monthly subscription, so it's to me it's not worth it. Are, are you good, are you still pay, are you going to be paying at all for Word or any, or at Office at all? No. So I, if I have to use Office, I'll use my work computer because my work right. pays for that. And on your personal computer, what do you use? Google. Okay. I'd be curious if you were to switch one day and see how it works. And yeah, see if you're in. yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely look into it. Um, again, on my personal computer, I'm not really writing or making presentation or using Excel sheet regardless so when i do have to use it you know i just immediately turn to google but you know i could try and transition to um using pages and you know keynote and everything and Um, and and this is a big one for me it's also what what information apple has compared to what information google has in those documents i have no clue what they're grabbing out of my documents and using that so that's why i don't care about what we're doing on our platform as far as like our our think different podcast goes but what i'm doing personally like my resume and some business stuff like my i do my budget through numbers i don't want people knowing those things yep and i don't know if google is you know using that for anything now i do have to say for a business microsoft office takes the cake 
in a sense that, like we, we were describing before, Numbers just doesn't have that capability to comprehend a, a lot of these spreadsheets with these formulas and pivot charts and stuff like that that Excel can do and, you know, run those macros, you know, run different reports and stuff like that. Um, it's Numbers just doesn't have that capability. Um, and it's just not a widely known platform for it to be kind of understood by an entire like staff. So that's why Excel and you know Microsoft Office in general is such an easy turn to, um, especially for like accounting firms and um, you know th- those type of larger companies that are in Excel sheets all day, every day. Did you take a look at my documents I sent you? I don't know if you did. I did. I did. Okay. Like my brochure, like that was all made inside of Pages. In fact, a lot of people don't know this, but you could do a lot. Like the, my business cards, I use Keynote to make them. Oh, really? Yeah, because cool. the quality that they, the quality that the images create at the end, because I can, I could export them out as a JPEG, and then I could use uh, Color Sync to kind of change the, the to flatten the color a little bit. But I could do all the, because everything's all text boxes and shapes. You right, know? right, right. It's, it's just like even the... in pa- and so is Pages, by the way. You know, so everything I made in Pages, I did that all with text boxes, shapes, and pictures. You know, you could do all that. In fact, I explained that in the YouTube video that's going to be up on Thursday that I explained that there is a difference between a regular text body and then a document body. We actually talk about the differences that you have, what you could do differently with pages that I don't think is that easy at all in Word. I'm looking at the brochure now. It, it's really nice, man. I mean, the idea that I would immediately assume that you made this in Adobe InDesign I don't know if you've used InDesign before. Yeah, InDesign, yeah. Yeah. So I would assume that you'd made it in there because that's just me thinking like, oh, well, that you would use InDesign to design something like that. Um, right. So the fact that you designed that outside of InDesign is, is pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, it looks great. And your There's no way great. I could have made that word. I, I, I would have no, never no, been able to figure all. that out. Not at all. No. So, for, so I will tell you that if you were in the Apple store right now, Tim, and you were selling somebody and you said, well, how do you write your documents? Well, most most kids out today probably know what Google is and they would use Google. And yep. What would you tell them why Pages is better than Google? How would you explain that to them? That's a, that's a, hard, that's a hard question. My, my whole thing would be security. It would all be about, hey, you don't have to sign up for Google, even though you may already have it. The documents are built right on your computer. Yep. You know, because here's the thing. If you are using Google Docs, you have to go online and you have to have an internet connection. If you're using No, you can do you can use Google Docs offline. You can upload, in your computer? Yeah, yeah. And it'll just upload anytime. You because just have to have a pre-established document already. You can't make a new one. Well, because everything's a, what we call a G doc. That is their name, but I can't edit that in my computer. I have to open it up. And I, I'm just curious to know, if I don't have an internet connection, will it open, will it change, will it fix everything, even if I don't have that? Yeah, yeah, you can do it as an offline doc, but you just have to, it's weird, you have to make the doc available offline first before going offline, if that makes sense. Okay, so you have to pre-plan that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we don't have to do that in pages. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, but you see how, that's a good point. Sure. How would you know that? Yeah. You know, so that's what that's my point. I'm trying to make is there's a learning curve going to I think for me going to office and going to and not to say that there's no learning curve in pages. You have to know how to export out as a word file or a PDF file or how to mail it. But I'm telling you, if you are on the native Apple platform, for me there is no reason to move anywhere else. 
So let me ask you this, Will. As a Pages user, mm -hmm. can I automatically make a setting that every time I save my document, it automatically saves as a Microsoft Office doc? Great question. No. Darn. See that that's that's a deal breaker for me. Wait, so you're you're talking about a doc file like a DOC, DOC file, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be docx. I want it to be So DOC. why why do you have to do that? Because not a lot of like let's say I'm sending that document to another person, they may not have pages to open up that document. Sure. It's on a maybe they have a PC. So they can't open up that document. You know, I, I've seen a lot in college where a lot of professors say I can't open up, only asking for Word docs sure. because I can't open up the pages documents or any other kind of format. Right. Well, I think you need to watch Thursday's video. All right. <laughs> I just, for me, it's like I don't want to think about every time that I save it. I have to save it as another format, you know. No, no, no. But you don't have to do it every time you save it. It's only when you're sending it to somebody else. Okay, so cool. everything you're saving everything as a dot pages file the entire time, and not to mention, by the way, we also have browse different versions. There is that as well, where you can go back to different versions of your document in Pages, highlight like a paragraph, and bring it back into your current document. Now, it's got that it's got its own time machine built in, which is why cool. Pages files are a little bit bigger right, uh, for that right. reason. So th this is examples. Of, you could do everything. So please go watch our video. It's up there uh, this week. We will have about pages on just a very basic opening of pages. It's only 11 minutes long, and it's very easy to understand. I think people will enjoy it. So that's iWork versus Office. I, don't, I think we pretty much set everything we need to say. We should probably include Google on this as well. You know, yeah, but from, you know, for I'm next gonna, time. iWork's going to be the platform I'm always going to work with. You know, I'm hoping maybe I can convince Tim to kind of change a little <laughs> bit and try it out a little bit, uh, maybe for like a month just to see how he does on his personal device. Yeah. Sure, sure, definitely. Okay. I mean, I'll and, definitely give it a try. And you know what? He has to think different podcast uh, YouTube channel to watch all the videos that I might be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, we had another great episode in the books. Uh, we are still stuck at home for another month, but you know, hey, you know, we make the most of it, and hopefully, we'll get that special check so you can buy something really big for your house. Oh, I know, dude. I can't wait. Um, I do want to update any of our listeners who may have. Oh, yes, I forgot about, about, I forgot to tell about that in the beginning. Apple support problem last week. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, uh, I was having a problem with my voicemails. For some reason, my boss texted me saying my voicemail box is full. I was like, no, my voicemail box is not full. What the heck? I go into my voicemail tab in your the phone app on the iPhone, and it just says call voicemail. It doesn't show me a list of all my voicemails. You know, So the visual voicemail, in a sense, was gone. So last week during the episode, I was live chatting with Apple support, which is why I was typing a lot. And they basically told me to uh, reset all my settings, all my network settings, and then possibly erase my phone and then restore um, from new. And then if that didn't work, they wanted me to go to the store because they thought it'd be a phone, physical phone problem. Yep. And I was like, this is nonsense. So I tried the reset network settings. That didn't work. I said, this is ridiculous. I don't know how to get this freaking fixed. So, and at the time, Verizon support wasn't available. But then somehow I, I was chatting with the bot after our, we recorded our podcast. And I was kind of just trying messing with the bot. And after about an hour playing around with the bot, trying to figure out its algorithm, I finally figured out how I could tell him to turn on my visual voicemail, turn it off, and turn it back on again. And I just reworked the bot over and over again. And 
he turned it on, turned it off, and turned it back on, and boom, I got it back. Yep. And I had yeah. 42 pending voicemails that I had to go through and delete. It's funny because I remember one of the first steps I told you was moving the SIM card to another phone would have probably been a good way to figure that out because knowing what you told me, I guarantee the same problem would have came over to another phone. Yep, because it's directly tied to the phone and the account. Yeah. So it's directly tied to the carrier. So, but I also said you might have to erase your phone, which is my fault. See, I kind of also went the same route. But I, you know, but like I said, if I didn't have another phone to troubleshoot, you know, going to Verizon may not have been something I would have suggested. I'm not gonna lie. And that's see, I was just about to point that out. Apple support didn't even acknowledge my carrier. Are you you sure they didn't acknowledge? They didn't say anything about your carrier at all. Nothing. They said they didn't say consult with your carrier. You know, contact your carrier. Blah blah. blah. Nothing. They mm. all focused on the software on my device, how I can reset my settings and erase it and redo it again. You know, and that that part a little bit annoyed me because like because it, it took me extra research to figure out that oh, it, I think it's going to be a carrier problem, and then messing with Verizon to get it fixed. If you got the uh, response to leave feedback, I hey, you know what, I would do it. Yeah, I should check my email. Yeah, you should probably do that. That's just my uh, my advice anyway. (laughs) All right, everybody. (laughs) We want to thank you for joining us for the Think Different Podcast. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel for all the new videos we did of repairing an iMac and getting started with pages, as well as all of our social media channels on Facebook and Instagram at Think Different Podcast and at Think Different Pod on Twitter. Check out our thinkdifferentpodcast.com website, even though we barely have updated it, but you should check it out <laughs> anyway. Actually, I, I mean me, I mean Tim. Yep. All right, everybody. Tim, Tim's falling asleep. That's <laughs> He's so busy on the weekends right now. What do you mean? You're so busy on the weekends. Oh, yeah, Which, very, very busy. And by the way, we still don't have a new logo. At least I, I did progress toward the new logos this weekend. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. There's some promising, there's some promising promises. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you again for a wonderful week here at the Think Different Podcast. Take care. Be safe, everybody. And stay inside. Peace out.